Welcome to the e-learning and digital classroom podcast brought to you by iDigitalClassroom.com. Whether you are a learner, an instructor, or an online instruction designer, this is the podcast for you to get the latest in e-learning, digital classroom survival tips, remote technology, e-learning best practices, news, and interviews. I am Dr. Joy Alata. Thank you for tuning to this podcast. In this episode, I will introduce information gathering techniques for penetration testing. Penetration testing has a standard life cycle which includes intelligence gathering or reconnaissance, scanning, threat modeling and vulnerability identification, exploitation, post-exploitation, cleanup and reporting. Different projects may rearrange the stages in different ways, but whichever way they rearrange it, you have to know that there are standard things that need to be done in certain ways. For example, you should not do exploitation without gathering certain intelligence about the target. It will not make sense to start exploitation without knowing about the target and the operating environment of the target. That's why the standard life cycle will guide you on the steps to take and how you might arrange the life cycle to meet your project objective. As part of the defensive strategies to protect our legal assets, I will start with information gathering as the first phase. Intelligence gathering is the first step in penetration testing and it is essential. Intelligence gathering for penetration testing is also referred to as reconnaissance. This is the point to familiarize yourself with broad objectives for the test, get as much information about the target, and to identify critical information that will be valuable for uncovering vulnerabilities and entry points in the target environment. Before we get hands-on, I must emphasize that you should not conduct a penetration test on a web application that you have no permission to test or that is not your own. Performing penetration testing on an application that you do not own or have a permission to test could result to a criminal conviction. Even if you work for the organization that owns the site or web application and penetration testing is not within your job description, Do not conduct a test without approval. As I mentioned in the last episode, there are websites that you can use to learn penetration testing without getting a formal approval because the sites are built for learning ethical hacking. If you want to learn penetration testing and do not have your own web application or website to use, then use those open sites. They are your best option. This is because if you use them, they are already designed for such activities, so it will not be deemed a criminal activity when you use them to learn. I suggest that you go to www.google.com and enter a phrase such as Vulnerability Websites for Penetration Testing and Ethical Hacking Training. The search results will throw out lists of so many websites that you can use for your learning 
and those sites were built specifically for penetration testing training. You will also be able to identify many penetration testing communities that you can join. Use the search results to determine the best site that you can use to practice penetration testing. Many of the sites have existing web applications that you can download and test. However, I advise that you spend some minutes reading about the community and the rules so that you are not bounced off the site. It's also important to know if the sites are practicing ethical hacking. You don't want to be associated with sites that are not practicing ethical hacking. The fact that they are free and open to use does not mean that there are no rules governing the communities. It is important that you respect the community and abide with their rules to enable you to get maximum benefits for your learning and practice. There are various options for gathering intelligence about a target for penetration testing. One of the available options is to gather information about the server to understand the server configuration. This is referred to as web server fingerprinting. With the web server fingerprinting, a pen tester tries to identify the type and version of web server that a target application or website is using. The information gathered for this type of test can be used to determine the type of potential vulnerability that may be available in the target. Servers that are running outdated software are likely to be more prone to attack because an old version of the software may not have up-to-date security patches. Knowing the server configuration will also help the tester to search for any known vulnerability that may ultimately affect the security of a web application. Dr. Joy continues in a moment. Do you work or learn online? Does your career path require that you communicate and extract data from the web? Do you wonder how to improve web page designs, including web page layout and interactivity? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I recommend that you consider learning web development. Dr. Joy is giving away a free course on web development. Visit www.idigitalclassroom.com to claim your free offer. This offer is available for a limited time only. Make your claim now and don't forget to subscribe so that we can send you the latest podcasts. In this episode, I will discuss two options detailing two tools you can use to practice web server fingerprinting. The first one is netcraft.com. You can try this experiment at www.netcraft.com. Netcraft have lots of paid service, but they also some free services that you can use. All you have to do is to visit the site, scroll down until you see a portion where you can enter the URL of the target. 
So it's free. The company made that part of the service free. And it's open to anyone, as far as I know. And of course, there are many other things that you can do with Netcraft Suits. It will not hurt to patronize their service, but you have to decide what you want to do. And then you can choose whether you, to use the paid service or the free service. So as you enter the target URL using the placeholder sample, when you want to enter the target URL, look at the page and look at that place where you want to enter the URL. You see there's a placeholder sample. Follow that format so that you can enter it correctly. Netcraft will generate information about the target. So when you see the, the information is quite a lot, I advise that you record part of the information you need for your project. It's important to study the results or the reports they will generate for you. The second tool you can also use for web server fingerprinting is the ZenMap tool. You can download it from https colon forward slash forward slash nmap dot org slash download.html so I take it again https colon forward slash forward slash nmap dot org forward slash download.html ZenMap tool is free and is available for several types of operating systems such as all distributions for the Linux system, the Microsoft Windows, the Mac OS X, the FreeBSD, OpenBSD, NetBSD, SunSolaris, and all other platforms. ZenMap is a graphical user interface version of NMap. Both NMap and ZenMap will do the same job for you. But the difference is that the nmap uses the command line, while the zenmap has a graphical user interface. Command line interface applications are not suited for everyone. It can also be very intimidating because you have to know the codes. I will only discuss zenmap in this podcast because it is easy for anyone that knows how to use a computer to use the zenmap tool. ZenMap has interactive and graphical interface and can display reports in web-friendly formats which are very easy to read. The reports from ZenMap will show details about each scan and even allow you to run more than one scan at the same time. Different scans can be compared as well. What this means is that you can compare scans you run on different days or at different times and then compare the two to see the changes that has occurred on the server since the last time you ran the scan. Most importantly is that ZenMap has several options that can help a pen tester to discover information about a target and the server configuration including the version of the operating system. As you may know, 
when you know the version of the operating system, you'll be able to know the potential vulnerability of that system. After downloading the ZenMap tool, run and install the tool using the on-screen instruction. After you have uh, downloaded it and installed it, open the application. On the target column, enter the name of the site you want to test. If you look to the right, you will see the profile column. It has a drop-down list. Select Intense Scan. Then click on Scan. ZenMap will start scanning the target to gather the information that you need. ZenMap has about 10 profiles that you can use to conduct the scan, but the profile you will use will be determined by the objective of the scan. Watch the output window to see where the scan is running and how it is running. Then after it is completed, it's time for you to see the results it generated for you. Click on port slash host. You see the information there. Click on topology and you click on host details. All it means is that you have to click through to read the results. You will see very interesting details about the target. You will see the operating system running the server of the website or the application. You'll also see the version of the operating system. With that information, you'll be able to research the vulnerabilities of that operating system, including the vulnerability for that particular version of the operating system. That's how you can conduct web server fingerprinting. So with the two tools I've discussed, they will help you to perform that and conduct the web server fingerprinting test. But it's just for you to gather the information. It's important that you know that you need the information. So because you need the information, I advise that you write down the information you gleaned from the reports. Depending on what you want to do, you can run the two scans using the two tools or you can use only one. But with time, you will begin to know which of the tools that perform better for you. But at this point, I suggest that you do the two, look at the reports, glean through them and see what you can get out of them and how relevant it is for your project. So in this episode, I discussed two tools that you can use for conducting intelligence gathering for penetration testing. I also discussed the need for you to understand web server configuration or fingerprinting of a potential target. Do you know other easy to use tools that will help learners to conduct intelligent gathering for penetration testing? If so, please share with our community. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your support in keeping this podcast alive. 
If you need more information about what I discussed today or have something to share with our community, please go to the page for this episode at www.idigitalclassroom.com and leave your comments and suggestions. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and please rate and review the podcast. We depend on your feedback for improvement. Thank you and see you next time.